Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. Today, we have an interview with Katrina Fry, who's the CEO and founder of Loretta Records. Now, you know what's so interesting about about this job, and you'd, you'd think I would have learned by now, but I'm just so amazed that every single episode I do, either in the beginning or the middle of the end, uh, something is said by one of our guests that just blows my mind and completely reshapes how I look at the industry. And it happened again in, in today's episode. And it always happens. And I'm always love to be surprised and to be enlightened by our incredible guests. And I hope that you are too. I think there's so much that we can learn from each other. There's so many unique perspectives out there that really help shape our mindset um, and and help us get better at running our own record labels. And that's the whole goal of this um, podcast and of this community is to demystify things and to kind of crack open these nuts and, and, and see how um, we can we can all do a better job. By the way, um, if you are in a, a position of still dreaming about starting a record label or if you're in the process where you need some help growing the label you do have, I am always putting together some resources on our website at otherrecordlabels.com, including our new uh, 2021 uh, toolkit, which you can get at otherrecordlabels.com slash toolkit. And I'll also say something about the toolkit. Over the past uh, couple of weeks, I've been dropping some new things in the toolkit. So if you have downloaded it once before, uh, make sure you grab it again just to see if there's anything new inside. It's a free download at otherrecordlabels.com slash toolkit. The website is, you know, I'm, I'm partnering with some other organizations to try to bring some more resources for everyone. So please head over there, click through to our social media and, and to our Facebook group and join us. Um, head over to otherrecordlabels.com and please enjoy this interview. It was so much fun. So, you know, speaking of this deep dive research, I love your yeah. branding. There's there's so much like homogeneity to the record label world, you know, with the black and white look, which I, I like, but the yeah. colors you chose, it's refreshing. I love it. Cool, cool. Talk Thank to me, you. Talk to me about that process. What Was there a, a plan behind how you branded your label? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, you know, I studied visual arts in college, so I I care a lot about aesthetics. Um, That's great. And we wanted something that was very feminine and masculine, and we also just wanted something that was Southern California. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah, sure. So that was like very important to me. There's not really you don't really think of like a record label from Southern California ever, and um, you know, like with that at least on the indie world, you know, like people love to claim like LA, which we still claim, but right. like, you know, we, this, um, Loretta is a street name that, um, my husband and I lived on in San Diego when music was just our everything. It mm. was, it was just still, we we're still very innocent and deeply in love with it and naive, yeah. you know, perfectly naive. And, um, you know, like we would stay up and just like dream of these ideas. And so, you know, it has, San Diego has that special space in my heart too. There's only like five or six good venues in San Diego. Mm. So also like, it's just this beautiful, you know, it, everything just felt like possible sure. there. You yeah. know, like we were such big fish in small pond in San Diego. So um, I kind of wanted to bring that vibe into it. And then also just really wanted, um, I just really wanted it to feel nostalgic, you know, so that's, 
that's also kind of the hope in there too, is that, you know, I grew up with a, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Cause you know, I, yeah, I grew up with a dad, you know, um, you know, he was friends with Marvin Gaye and, you know, I grew up (laughs) with like tons of Stevie Wonder in my house and just like, you know, just really was taught that good music is like worth listening to. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it, but, um, you know, like we listen to whole albums, you know, like that kind of idea. So just really wanted to bring that back into the space too. There's a, there's like, I kind of get that sense with your artists too. There was a real like classic sound to them. They're all very distinct. They all, um, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I feel like they all could be, uh, and this is just like a style in itself, really, but they all could be like timeless artists, you know cool. what I mean? If they were given awesome. the chance That's, kind of thing. They just seem yeah, like... Yeah, it's a huge compliment. They look the part anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on your website, right off the top, you mentioned yeah. the importance of breaking bands into television and film licensing. Why yes. is that a priority yes. for you? Is that something you're passionate huge. about or comes easy? Yeah. No, I, uh, a, a few things. So first is that we, you know, I come from this um, managing side, right? So I managed bands and artists and constantly was talking to people about keeping the day job. You know, I think Ari Hurstead talks about it a lot. Like, you know, keep your day job. Sure. And, um, you know, I just saw artists really melting away and you know, slowly dying because it's just really tough. You know, like at the end of the day, you're not creative. Um, Any kind of net that you make or, you know, sorry, profit that you make uh, in your personal funds. I was like teaching them how to stow it away and save it so that they could like actually, you know, spend it on making an album. And then they're still broke, you know, and I'm not promising that they're going to make anything off that album. So I think I just ran into like 10 years of debt and trial and error. And then I finally had this case study in front of me with a good friend, Megan Maples, and her project that my husband, Jordan Fry, and her worked on called Mama Hayes. And I was able to manage that project to get it um, a really incredible licensing contract with Zinc, uh, who's owned by Roundhill Publishing here in Los Angeles. And I all of a sudden saw sustainable money. Mm. And I think it just kind of broke my brain. You know, I was like, wait, 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 wait. You know, um, I'm of course an entrepreneur and I love business and I went to, you know, art business school. And so I've constantly been told that two things can exist at the same time, that there's a lot of money in the arts and that artists constantly feel poor. And so I just have always believed that maybe there's a middle ground Like maybe in the middle of this, we can find a sustainable something where artists are are empowered, intelligent, ask great questions, get good contracts. And then also the people holding the purse care enough about the artists to give them a livable wage. And, you know, it's a really meet in the middle. Like artists have to fight for it. You know, we worked really hard on that Mama Hayes project to make it a real brand, to make it... um, you know, more than just, you know, you've seen all of those Instagram befores where Instagrams before where you click on them and you're like, oh, sync project, you know, like you feel that. Uh, And they have like four posts and like crazy great YouTube following, you know, like, Uh, you know, and you're like, what is this? Oh, it's a sync project. Okay, got it. So I just realized we found something 
really um, life-giving for both producer artists, writers in the room, um, for Roundhill, Zinc, for me as a manager, when it was a real project met with real money. And, you know, we get placements on that constantly. And I feel like it is because it's a real thing. It's a real person behind it. It's a real project. We care about it. Um, We created, you know, like, what is this? Um, We knew every time we recorded for it, okay, it was going to sound like this. It was going to have these sounds. It was going to have this look, this feel. So I think it's my, my expertise of bringing in like branding from my years working the visual arts um, and then knowing business, like just sell one thing and then, you know, drive it home and just be okay with that. And I think it was, that was my work as a manager is really setting low expectations for the artist and for the producer and saying, Hey, this is going to be one thing for maybe its entire lifetime, but it's going to open you up to new opportunities and it's going to let you do your other work that, maybe fills you up in a different way. And so that has been my key, my little secret ingredient um, that I hope to give all my artists. So every single artist or project, I should say, we have on our roster, I hustle really hard to get it a licensing contract immediately since we don't do licensing in-house. And so um, right now, three of our five projects, you know, have those signed agreements. And then from there, what we do is, okay, great. So that's going to be working. Then we work to continuously promote a sustainable brand, you know, get the artists going, Um, you know, and all the artists we work with do not have managers. So it's also very different in that way where we are really looking at artist managers, you know, um, as I call them. And so they want to know, they want to be sat down. They want to know a lot of information. And I, I love it. I don't think any question is, is too, um, I, annoying or or too too invasive. I so want to ask really, you in a, I want to yeah. ask you about that educational side of thing in a second, but I want to yes. go back to the sinks for a second. So you're yeah. saying because I mean it's a sweet gig. I mean every there's no you don't need buy in from any of us to to agree to that that it's it is a really great revenue stream, especially for music that has already recorded. Uh, yep. It's different for something when somebody's asking you to go into the studio and make something for their project and exactly. you, and it may not get picked, you know. But if yep. a record is done, you have the instrumentals and it's there. Yep. It's such a great yep. revenue stream. But it's yeah. also incredibly evasive. It's it's just something I can't seem yes. to figure out and get any yeah. success at all. So yeah. can you walk me through that a little bit? Is it just who yeah. you know? Do I have to live in yes. L.A.? Yeah. Uh, yes and yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm just going to be very blunt about it. Yeah, yeah. It's a small circle. Uh, I get a lot of no's. You know, it's like, I feel like I'm going to like, um, I feel like that 18 year old that just like flew into LA and going to casting calls and they're like, right. no, 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 no. Keep trying. No, no, no. You know? <laughs> so um, I'm also there, but I've also um, really strive to have very strong relationships, be very picky what I what I give to people. Um, you know, and I do have a secret weapon. You know, my husband is an incredible producer songwriter. And so we have been teaming up for the last 10 years to really let people know that we can deliver. And so we yeah, we have really worked very hard. I mean, we've put together over 70 songs in in quarantine. Wow. You know, and so yeah, we we just we work very well together. We understand that people want content. Um, we work really hard to deliver on that. And and in a genuine way, you know, like we, we love artists. We love meeting new people. We love to like, oh, wow. So this is what you're doing. 
do you want to try something different? You know, right. um, you know, we just got to work with Tony Luca right before um, quarantine happened, and you know, he he's known for a distinct sound, and he's you know raised from that Disney, you know, stardom, but like, you know, got seen on, I think the voice or American Idol. And okay. I, I believe it was the voice. Um, and, you know, very singer songwriter, incredible writer, incredible voice. And he, he came in and he was like, you know, Hey, I saw that you have a few placements. Why don't we try something for sync and let us try something new. And then I was able to pitch that to one of our relationships we already had. And, and we were able to, sign those songs immediately and then we got them placed on Amazon's original show um Regular People I believe it was called I'm going to forget the name now Okay um, Regular Heroes Regular Heroes yep. thank you Regular Heroes which was like the first quarantine show That's and great And so you know it was just that idea that um you know letting people explore their voice explore their range I feel like that's really the freedom of TV and film sync music and I think it gets a lot of bad rap because, right. you know, right. it's had years of, of what I'm going to call gross masculine swag, you know, <laughs> just like slathered, like deep slather over there. That's and true. we just, we just, we're really not into it. So, um, you know, it's funny you, when you were talking about the branding and you mentioned that you were going for, you know, a, a partly of a feminine vibe and it's like, yeah. It's the music industry, everything from gear to recording studios to record labels, it always has had this like masculine, I mean, even just like, you know, everything from like metal and to punk rock has always had this masculine yep. look and feel. And, I, and I've had the opportunity of like working with recording studios recently and seeing that shift into yes. not so masculine yes. environments, yes. not so like yes. spaceshipy environments. And I think it's incredible. <laughs> like it's such a, it's so, the industry is so ready for that. Um, yes. Just so, so much more diversity, you know, um, when it yep. comes to even just the aesthetic. Yeah. And even honestly, the calls we're getting from our licensing clients is really, it's really cool right now. Some projects, for instance, I believe the bold type, uh, I think it's a CW show uh, or Freeform, and they are only taking music from female artists. Mm. And then we have some shows who only take from female producers. They have to have female writers. Like wow. it is just an incredibly thrilling time to be in the music industry sure. because these are the conversations I've been waiting for. Yes, um, I've been waiting to see my my tokenism as a strength. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. So you know, and um, I've also you know just got thick skin. We we worked for a long time in the Christian industry, which is, you know, not just male driven. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. But, yeah. But white, white male driven. Oh, and so totally. I was always, yeah. you know, the only one in the room um, for totally. a long time and just, you know, learned a lot, learned a lot about what works, what doesn't work. Um, and I think to your point, even like just the, you know, how do I get into TV and film and the relationships? I learned a lot of that from Nashville, honestly. You know, a lot of patience in wow. forming those relationships. Yeah. So you worked in Nashville? 
Yeah. So um, when we first, you know, going back 10 years, we got kickstarted right when Kickstarter started. Um, And we got kickstarted for like 20K, like something crazy big. And we were like, we're going to do it. We're going to make so much money. Of course, we broke even, made our album. Um, But that really got us seen by Capital CMG in Nashville. And so Jordan was able to uh, sign a publishing deal them with them um, and was a writer for them for um, about five years. And so during that time, yeah, I got to take over managing the band and then we hustled to get the band signed with Capital CMG as well. So we were, yeah, we were flying out there a lot and doing a lot of national tours that started out of Nashville. And, um, you know, one of our companies that we work closely with, Resonate, which is ran by a woman, um, Wendy mm-hmm. Duffy, and she's incredible. Um, she really has, she was really a strong, you know, like fierce advocate for us because she also saw like, hey, there's a missed market with using Christian music or like motivational themes in TV and film. And so we actually met her as one of our like last kind of relationships when we were um, before we stopped working with Capital CMG. And that just was like a really great serendipitous, you know, meeting of people. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, <clears throat> I've been trying to get uh, an interview with Reach Records, um, but I just yeah. can't seem to get anyone to return my calls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, actually, I, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was speaking with someone who was there and we were close and then they moved on to another organization. Mm, you know, I think that's part of, at least what I learned in Nashville too, it's like you hear someone quit and they literally pop up the next week, (laughs) you know, at some place and you're like, I'm so glad I kept that relationship. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So the, the the licensing, I'm going to move on from it, but Mm -hmm. you had said something about, um, setting up a deal with your artists. And so are you, um, having someone else represent their catalog and go and find deals on their behalf and taking a cut? Or are you doing that? No, it's me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, oh, that's I'm great. That. Okay. Yeah, I thought I, yeah. I misinterpreted it then because I thought you were saying that you had someone shopping sync deals. Um, but that that's way better because then it's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had a whole cool team. It's definitely just me. No, no, no that's great. No, I thought know. it was like another agency who was taking their 50%. And then, no. you know, by the time it gets to the artist, it's, it's not much. But that's awesome. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's also the give and take with with this idea I have is like, you know, we're working with artists who are willing to kind of be crazy with me and not take an advance. You know, my label doesn't offer an advance mm-hmm. um, because I have seen such sustainable income on the back end with TV and film and that it will directly relate to your streaming. And so, oh, you know, really? yeah. And How so, so? Yeah. So right now, like we got a song in Riverdale. Uh, okay. last year. Okay. And so some, you know. No, that's great. Know. That's great. I've literally never watched the show. Sure. I still well, haven't. me neither, but I imagine the audience would be very uh, tech savvy. So not only are they tech savvy, but they create their own playlists and they oh. are quick. They're very quick. And so like overnight, we were on like three different Riverdale playlists. Oh, you know, and they're unofficial, and, but they still have tons yep. of followers. Oh. Yes, 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 exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stuff like that, that, 
you know, TV and music are just so closely linked more than ever right now. Mm. So it's really important just to make sure that also this part of, you know, our deal is like not putting out grimy music to licensing companies. We want to put out stuff that we're super proud of and that we're ready to release the minute it's saying it's going to be placed. Yeah. And really building off that momentum together. Um, and that's just really important to me that every artist creates things that they're proud of and they're, they don't have like a secret hidden catalog of like, yeah, and then you can find my music here. You okay, know, like, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, and that happens a lot, at least for me, when I talk to a lot of people who are doing very well on TV and film and you're like, oh, you are? Yeah, but don't look it up. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, right. real? I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, They're making so, stuff just like to feed the machine. Yes, 100%. And I totally get it. Totally rad. Great for you. Not something sustainable for artists. I've just noticed it really eats at their character and and their willingness to continue to create. And you have to keep creating. You know, like that is one thing there that, you know, whether you're on an independent label or not, you have to keep making music. You know, it's, it is the machine and the beast, you know. And so I just at least want to know we're making things we're really proud of and that if track six, gets a movie trailer just as much as track one we're still equally as pumped and ready to promote and so those are the things i really want to bring to to my company that i've noticed is different do you have uh, and again I'll, i will move on but do you have advice yeah, no, <laughs> for do you have advice when it comes to sync because i know people in our facebook yeah. group and you're there yeah. And, and, yeah. and you've seen people ask this yeah. question uh, and and I know you know it's got to be different for genres across the board but yeah. um do you do you have any advice Yeah I mean for us I would say the biggest key in is to collaborate so if you have anyone that in your circles that has had placements or that has licensing deals, I would present yourself as a co-writer or a producer. And one thing to know is that with TV and film, it's usually split 50-50 and there's no money up front. So really be willing to share your splits, share your, you know, share in that mix, Mm -hmm. um, but invest and try and diversify as much as possible. So of course, to do well in TV and film, we are genreless. You know, our label is not working within a genre. It's really working within a timestamp and, and building characters. So we're like, oh, the empowered female is just like eating up right now. Okay, let's make six more of those with each artist. Mm. You know, so really being able to to push into the culture and the and the the time. Um, and then so that would be one thing, you know, I would not send your music to music supervisors. I would not send your music to licensing companies. I cannot tell you how much they get. They And they really are looking for such specific things. They're never looking for a blanketed item. Yeah, You know, yeah. the things that they're getting are just like, okay, can we get a cover of Aloe Black, but mixed with a female, yeah. but like rock, <laughs> but like rock version. You know what I'm saying? It's so like, if they're yeah. looking for things that specific, they're going to go through their catalog first. So I would really encourage if people are trying to get into TV and film to look at who is in your circle right now that's doing well with placements, um, that has a licensing deal. They probably need to turn in 
a certain amount of songs. So see how you can help them turn in more songs um, and be a co-producer, co-writer. Um, if you're on the label side, I would really try and look at your roster of artists to see. Um, you know, we look constantly on TuneFind um, and okay. we look at a lot of like charts on who's getting their songs placed. Um, you know, the example I always use is like Kesha um, Prayer or praying, um, you know, when she performed that, I think it was the Grammys. She performed that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was placed on like 10 different TV shows within the next week okay. because all of a sudden it was associated to women's empowerment and sexual abuse survivor. Right. It was linked as a story. And so then when it was placed into TV and film, it meant so much more. And yeah. so really making sure that you are linked in with what's going on, what's the vibe, what's the 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 cultural um I you know, sentiment. I think the misconception that people have when they post in our Facebook group and the people I speak to is that it's this um gold rush where you just need to find you just need to go over to somewhere upload your tracks and then you'll make a bunch of passive no. income but it no. sounds like you know in this con- <laughs> and i and i'm guilty of thinking that too sometimes yeah. but it sounds like in this conversation is like you have full-time people who are fighting and yes. and who are working hard and being intentional about this we're not going to find success if we just commit 5 minutes a month to trying to get a placement is that true I mean, um, you are competing with the best. Yeah. I will tell you, like, I have never seen the caliber of people working towards TV and film right now is just exceptional. Mm -hmm. It's astounding. I mean, because people are off the road. So now you're competing, you know, you're, you're truly competing with the best in the industry right now. So it's, it's their full-time job. You know, so it's it's not something to take lightly. Um, And then also these are people willing to, to, I don't know, like someone, you know, for instance, like something like Imagine Dragons, like, you know, I hear their music and I know that they're pitching that they are in the room and they're thinking about TV and film. Oh yeah. They're they're not just thinking about radio oh, and yeah. they're not just thinking about streaming. So their their intention is at the start. Oh. And then they're at that caliber. So that's your competition, you yeah. know. So And I mean, um, like God bless yeah. them, but I I yeah, it also <laughs> makes me kind of sick to think like to think that I'm writing a song and yeah. thinking how is this going to sound before a hockey game. You know. Yeah, that's so tough. if it's not for you, then then it's yeah. not for no, you, I, you know, and and that's like what I tell a lot of artists and that's why our roster is really small and selective. It's like, you know, we have two artists that we haven't even released yet into the, into the world yet, but they're creating project names because they also feel like you and they're not willing I to put see. their personal name on something like that, but yeah. they're willing to create a project student, you know, sub category of sure. themselves. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know? And, no, I think um, this is so enlightening. And I, and I think this yeah. is going to help our, our audience because it is this okay. kind of thing where it's like, they think that it's easy. They think they're just missing out on some sort of untapped passive income. Um, but you're absolutely no. right. It, it and, and even for, you know, we've, we've used the example of music that maybe we're not say we're not uh, creatively proud of that w- that yeah. would just fit well with such and such. But I mean, it even it's even happening in even um, more uh, in less commercial arenas when people are just saying, well, you know, such and such is placing really well on 
on on meditation playlists or or coffee right, house right. playlists, you yeah, know, yeah, or yeah. or maybe this song will get used in this type of production. So, you know, or writing for let's say independent film festival films, even stuff that has this like this aura of being more artistic, if that's such a thing. But yeah, um, I love even that, that yeah, is sure. still selling out in a way, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I just don't think there's anything wrong with selling out. Yeah, like, no, I, just, I agree. It's, it's, I totally you know, agree. I think you still have your dignity and I think you still want to pay your bills doing the thing you love. So at least for me, like I, I've, but it, this is 10 years, you know, like if you spoke to yeah, my, you know, 21 year old self or, you know, 19, I don't know. I sure. just try to think like, you know, 10 years plus of me. And I would have been like, gross we would never want to be placed with google you don't know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah and now i'm like we got a google placement you know? <laughs> well i just love so, yeah and i yeah. love to be able for those types of things to fund other things so you can take exactly a risk on pressing vinyl it, that's exactly yeah. you know that's exactly what it did for us you love know like it. that google placement means that we got to make the music video we've been wait, waiting to make Unbelievable. You know, that we, we get to release with a full-length album in the fall. You know, so... And, and it, the other thing I like, yeah. and tell me if this is correct, sorry to interrupt you, but I love no, when yeah. when that money from Google yeah. or from yeah. Amazon, that money yeah. is spent on filmmakers and photographers yeah. and yep. mastering yes. engineers and yep. mix engineers, yep. other people yep. in the arts. That's what I think is really cool. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and then, you know, to, to my you know, chagrin. I'm always, you know, loving it too when I can send that money back to not only independent people, but BIPOC people, LGBTQI people. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. all my people out here who are, it's going to take them twice as long to get heard and seen in the music industry or in the creative arts or in the video space, wherever they're at. Um, you know, I'm so thrilled to be able to give them not only money, but like a fair wage. Yeah. And that's really what we promote within our label too, is that you are going to try and get, I'm trying to get you the fullest dollar made, you know? Mm, yes. um, so, and that just, it takes time. I'm really asking people to trust me and, and be on a long journey with me. Um, you know, this was not overnight. The success we're seeing is from songs five years ago. So that's yeah. also something I always tell people is we're making money today on songs that we wrote three to five years ago. So you really have to mm. be diverse in your portfolio mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to take your time and um, make sure everything you do is something you're proud of because songs have come back years, years yeah, after. Totally. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I, I am happy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what did that that's sound so like cool. again? Okay. Do I have time to remaster that really quick? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's like, right. You know, your, your website says you aim to give artists education and access to information. Yes. What does that type yes. of empowerment achieve in your opinion? <laughs> Yeah, you know, so so for instance, you know, I have been on the side where I have signed a contract um, for either, you know, someone I represented or for us personally, and I didn't know what I was signing. Mm. And, you know, you don't know until there's money involved and it yes. it becomes personal and hurtful later. When, but you're like, oh, wait, they did give us a chance to like think this over, you know, <laughs> yeah. and um and then, so there's that of not knowing what you're signing. And secondly, you don't know what you can ask for. And so I've been on oh, that yeah. side. And I just really think it leads to resentment and, you know, being jaded and usually checking out of the music industry. And it's, it's not sustainable. And I really want, I want to, there to be a long, 
beautiful lineage of musicians, and especially in my case of women coming into the music industry. And that means that I'm going to have to open up my books. Mm -hmm. And that means that I'm going to have to, when I open my books, I can't just say, yeah, here's my books. I also have to say, this is why I spent this. This is what 20% goes to. This is what net profit looks like. This is what I had to spend so that I could be transparent. You know, like this software costs money. Yeah. You know, I, I just feel like why give information if you're not willing to teach on it? Um, you know, a lot of artists right now are like, yeah, I'm not going to give away any of my copyright. I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you what that's going to look like for you then. <sighs> you know, all yeah. a lot of people feel like they want to own everything right now. And they think being independent means owning everything. It actually doesn't. You know, at all. And I think people not being willing to compromise is a huge detriment to, and and naivety, to be honest, Mm -hmm. you know, and there has to be some form of compromise to get ahead because this industry thrives off of collaboration. And the more people you can get to buy into your story and whether that's giving them 10% to buy in, Mm -hmm. you know, that means they're invested in your success too. And so... um, Oh, that's huge. That is definitely huge. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the success I have is people letting me in on their percentages so that I can hustle hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I want to turn around and give that power to artists and say, you've given me this percentage, but I want you to see what that means and why we're not making money yet or why we are making money, you know? And um, I just think that means they're going to go into this music industry with eyes wide open for a long time Mm. instead of artists that I've talked to who have been on American Idol and signed a horrible deal or, you know, been with a major and still not out of it because they still haven't placed 10 songs on a top 40 chart and they didn't understand that that's what that (laughs) meant. You know, like... (laughs) They're they're screwed. Yeah. And why would they want to keep playing this yeah. game when it, you know, and I just especially as like a woman and a woman of color, like I, I already feel the system rigged. Why would I why would I keep continuating and perpetuating that? Sure. So for me, it's gonna come down to not just educating, but like telling artists what to ask for. Yeah. You know, and That's that hurts incredible. me, of course. You know, yeah. like it really hurts me as a label. It's <laughs> not something I'm not gonna be the most profitable label. I'm, you know, I, I understand that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, this comes at a cost, but this is my, what's very important to me. And especially having people of color on my label or people in a minority setting or people again, that have struggled, you know, every single person on my roster has been in the music industry for 10 years and has not been able to quit their day job. Yeah. You know, or they do background vocal, voiceover, you know, choir directing. They do so much and still cannot pay the bills. Yeah. So why would I continue to, you know, perpetuate line of saying like, hey, yeah, sign with me and I'm going to, you know, it's all going to be, it's all going to go away. It's not like you still have to come to the table. You still have to hustle. This is really exhausting work and I hope you love it. (laughs) <laughs> enough you know like that's yeah. really what i'm asking and it, you know after you know i'm i'm you know kind of the same place as you were after you know several years in the industry the common denominator of successful people are the ones who really were resilient persevered yeah. and just yeah. work really really hard and it's yeah i think that's the truth for any entrepreneur or any business yes. it's just you really gotta you know 
like work really hard. Yeah. It's yeah. It's pretty simple actually. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, very it's hard. simple, but it's tedious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think too, like no I think in our world today, a lot of young people, if I'm to generalize, and I don't want to push this on them, but at least what I'm learning from, you know, teaching um, you know, undergraduate music students is like they do expect, oh, I get signed, done. Right. I stop I stop working. Oh, I get a manager, done. I stop working. Wait, what? Like <laughs> You know, wh- who who told you that? Yeah. You know, like, who is selling this to you? Oh, because you see someone on TikTok, like, being an influencer. That person's also probably hustling their ass off. Right. You know, like, right. that competition's real, too. And so you really have to just decide what beast you're willing to feed. And I think, too, to me, again, at the end of the day, like, what makes you proud of yourself? And what can you live with? And yeah. TV and film is not for everybody. It's really sure. not like yeah. this is a really you gotta have some thick skin. And I think to your point, like you gotta be jazzed that your your well, song is being played at the top of the hockey game. Like that's gotta pump you up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I would it would for sure. I, I think you know, one of the things is that I I um I feel like I wish that I had pursued this a long time ago like i would be jazzed to get a placement of one of my songs now but i kind of wish that i have no problem being a songwriter you know that nobody's heard of um but gets lots of opportunities or placements or whatever um yeah i just i i kind of know i probably should have moved to nashville a long time ago to pursue that or whatever and yeah 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 (laughs) yeah and i think at the end of the day it really is like you're like do i need to live in la it's like yes you know, and do you, <laughs> yeah. should you live in Nashville? Yes. Like it does true. matter. Yeah. The people, yeah. the people you talk to, um, who live in Ohio or, you know, um, Indiana or any of those cool places, it's because they have the prolific catalog connections, mm. touring deals, right. agreements, right. money, everything is already connected for them to go back to where that, you know, Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio because he's already made millions yeah, of dollars, right. yeah. you know, in LA. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> no, that's true. Um, you don't, you know, you do have to pay your dues. It, I mean, even as soon as we were vaccinated here, I mean, we're already going into co-writes, you know, and going mm. into meetings and, sure. um, you know, getting your face seen, you have to be top of mind to people. And it's, it, it's really like, oh, I've, uh, let me tell you a perfect Nashville story. Oh, you know, I saw him at coffee and I was like, hey, what's your new album sound like? And then, you know, I was in his car and we listened to his new album. And you know what? Like, I think I'm going to play him on the radio today. That's <laughs> like a typical Nashville day. Wow. You know, and you saw them at Whole Foods. I saw you yeah, at Whole Foods in Franklin. Yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yes, um, yes. Let me ask you yeah. about um, talking about labels and from, you know, yeah. some of the stuff that I've researched with you. Uh, yeah. I want to ask about, you know, being an entrepreneur So and, okay. and being a label owner as an entre- entrepreneur. I think a lot of label owners... Um, don't acknowledge that they're entrepreneurs, but they really are. And and oh, from your experience, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's true. From your experience, like what should labels be doing to improve their entrepreneurial knowledge? Because I mean, great. I, I recently, I don't know if you caught this, but I recently had a, a few episodes back was a, chatting with another label who was more reluctant to label themselves an entrepreneur just because it has that Silicon Valley startup affiliation. That's maybe, oh, it does. 
Okay. Well, I don't know. Not to yeah. me. I I see it as yeah. something different, but um, yeah. but for some people, it might be incongruent with the yeah. art, the creative mindset. I'm not. I'm yeah. not sure. So, give me your thoughts I, yeah. on label owners as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, we are. We are entrepreneurs because we're starting something adjacent to an industry that's already moving. Mm-hmm. So entrepreneurship is is taking an adjacent idea, right? Or they say in business school, it's problem solving. So that means mm-hmm. two things. It means that you've seen a problem, which is, ind- you know, that's why the independent music industry exists. We saw yes. a problem with the majors, Okay, so we exist, so we solve the problem, and then we specifically know how to solve that problem for a specific set of customers, and our customers would be the artists. So that, to me, is 101 entrepreneurship. The problem we see is really specific, nuanced, and the way we solve it is specific and nuanced. So if you're trying to run from entrepreneurship, I think you're going to, first of all, like, it's painful. Like you're missing a lot of incredible opportunities. And then also, you know, it's probably meaning that you, I don't know. I don't know exactly why you would run from that, that title, because to me, it's so empowering to know that I'm running a business with a roadmap I have to create. And that's entrepreneurship, you know, like, Oh, wow. If I was in the majors, I would say, great, this is how the majors do it. Let's keep on tradition, you know, like 360 (laughs) deals, blah, blah, blah. But I'm creating a budget that's never been created before. So I have to talk to tons of people. I have to gather information. Okay, like, how are you doing this? How are you, you know, I'm, I'm reworking our contracts right now for our artists because the first contract I did, it didn't make, it didn't, it wasn't enough coverage. Mm. So, you know, like, okay, let me go back and how do I cover my artists and cover my catalog better? That's entrepreneurship, you know, right. like yeah. constantly um, failing up, you know, <laughs> yeah. and a um, lot of trial and error. And then, you know, the final thing about entrepreneurship is that you need investors. And so I think that also what you're missing at that base level of denying yourself that title is that you're telling you're, you're telling people that you have your money taken care of. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I don't. Yeah. So I, I'm looking for investors. I'm looking for creative solutions on how to make money, um, how to make money off of the same product six ways. Uh, you know, you know, I think that's a great point. I mean, you've made tons of great point at points and just in this last couple of seconds, I'm going to try to attack them all, but it's so <laughs> interesting because uh, the thing with investors and the thing with just labeling yourself an entrepreneur is really about accountability. It's all of a yes. sudden you are now accountable to make yeah. this work. And not yeah. just as if you have investors. Of course, that's true if you have investors. But if yeah. you say, I'm an entrepreneur, this is my plan, you are yeah. now exposing yourself to potentially failing. And I think that's why a I lot of that. us yeah. hesitate to call ourselves an entrepreneur because we're like, oh, I just like music, whatever. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love when you said the roadmap that it th- we are creating something that doesn't have a roadmap. And we have to make that. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That that's what fires me up. You know, I love that no two days are going to be the same. I love that I'm creating a business that never existed before. Yeah, but like that's the creative oh, juice. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, you know, uh, you. I always tell people, you know, you're a creative when you look at a blank canvas and you get fired up, you know, (laughs) and you're like, ah, I'm creating something that has never been created. Like this is, this is exciting. And I, I I plan on failing because I want to, you know, figure out what this is. Um, 
<laughs> you know, if you buy yourself a moleskin notebook and right, and you're right, excited, right, right. that's the biggest yeah. thing of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think just like getting excited about the the starting over or refreshing or the blank slate idea and knowing that you know you're accountable. I think I love that that word. Like you are accountable to this industry, to the music industry, the the independent music industry. First of all, like. There's a high bar for us right now because a lot of artists are looking to cash in with us, you yeah, know, and yeah. um, and then also we have to be more transparent because we're telling majors to be transparent, so we can't be hypocrites. That's you know? right. Yeah, and we so got to work that accountability. We got to yeah. work at differentiating ourselves from the majors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, how do you sharpen yourself as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so a few things I do, great question, um, is I constantly am like looking at resources. So I I took like a adult learning uh, a class at UCLA Extension on music publishing. Mm. Um, like I have no wow. shame or guilt. Like I, nothing's beneath me. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I, cool, you know, it changes every year. Let me take another class. Yeah. Um, so I love online learning. Um, I've taken tons of like LinkedIn courses, um, which used to be called Linda. Oh courses. yeah. Yeah. I remember those. Um, I did those. Yeah. 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 And I, so there's tons of stuff like that. Um, um, you know, constantly reading new books. I got your book. Thank you. you. Know, Thank shout you. out. You know, I'm, you. I'm always trying to learn. <laughs> um, and then also putting myself in programs. So applying for A2IM's um, yes, tell BEMA me about that program. This yeah, fellowship. So this is I interesting. Just, yeah. Yeah. So they opened up the Black Independent Music Accelerator program. And I believe there is 10 or 12 of us. I would have to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all independent music um, labels. It's a new idea that A2IM has where they were really seeing that what a lot of us need is mentorship. And doors just opened with information. And mm. You know, so we have had master classes from um, Apple Music, from Spotify, where it's really just us like taking copious notes oh and really goodness. just hearing from people on like, yeah, did you know like this is actually one of our links on how to get this affiliate program with Apple Music. And every time someone clicks on your affiliate link, you make this amount of money and this actually equals like what you used to get paid for an album sell. <sighs> so, you know, just like learning these techniques of, you know, they're almost like codifying or like curating all the information out there for us. And it just feels so refreshing. And, Amazing. Um, so yeah, you had like, to oh, apply for this program? Like they, it yes. was, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I applied for the program. Um, it's a great mix of like men and women and people totally seasoned and new people like me, like new to label management like me. And it's a really good range of, of uh, genre. And it, Is it a um, yearly thing? That are, uh, can pe- can yeah. the new group apply next year kind of thing? Yes, yes. Okay. So I don't know when they'll reopen it. Um, but right now it is for the year. And then it comes with the membership to A2IM, which is just really cool to get the newsletters and like the, be a part of their Slack channel. Um, oh, cool. And really get like, you know, as NFTs were getting big, they're like, cool, we're going to host this webinar and get get quick info yeah, on yeah. what's actually happening. So I feel like they just kind of 
cut through the noise where you're like, what should I be focusing on? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, and then they also offer open office hours with the advisory council. So I got to, you know, be on Slack with um, Madeline Nelson. Um, she's the CEO of um, Heads Music. Okay. Um, and just like ask three questions and, you know, just quickly hear from people who are not only still trying to make it like us because independence, we never really arrive. Yeah, right? that's right. But then also people who just aren't jaded. Like, I guess to me, like I, I felt like the higher I was going in the system, the more jaded people I was meeting. And I was okay. like, Oh my God, I, this is the top. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be here, but I don't know if it's just being around like incredibly intelligent black people or if it's just like how A2IM curated this space, but I just feel very seen and I feel very re-inspired and rejuvenated to really do this well and with excellence. And I feel very grateful and blessed to like be a part of this accelerator program. And um, we have mentorship and um just being able to like show someone else your contracts, you know, and be like, what yeah. do you think? You know? Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think that's amazing. Yeah. And I think you're curating that on that Facebook page, but I think it's probably also a little distant because none of us know each other and it's not like we're like hopping sure. on a Zoom call, you know? Yeah. 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 And there's, you know, it, the the bigger it gets, the the it's almost in a way the less impact it can have in a way, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I get yeah. that. I totally get that. Right, right. Um, you know what? I'm realizing here as we're coming to an end that um, I, somehow I missed asking you about the origins of the label, or, or yeah, or and yeah. we've heard a bit about your story, but could you quickly tell us like how the label got started? And I, I correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I think the official launch is is not that old. Is that true? No. Yes, that is true. I officially launched this year in 2021, um, but we wow. started making the music in 2020, um, and. Um, you know, what happened was, is I was managing artists for the last five years and it's not sustainable, you know? And I also felt like I kept getting frustrated with my artists who I loved because I was not in the right chair. You know, I was, I was in the managing chair, which, you know, you take a percentage of their gross or net or whatever you've decided, but you really don't get to be in that creative driver's seat. You know, and you really don't get that above knowledge where you're like, oh, you're missing all these opportunities. You can't, as a manager, you really are along for the ride. You're not really really support staff. Yeah, that's right. You're not a coach. No, and I thrive as a coach because I, I have this, really this bird's eye perspective because I've played so many different seats, Mm. you know, and I realized, oh, I'm supposed to like be at the top and really turn around and stretch out my hand and bring people along with me who are willing to work this hard. And, you know, again, like what I was speaking about, like really manage expectations, which you can do as a label head. You can't do as a manager because you're usually always behind. You know, the artist is like, yeah, so I have this idea. I'm doing this four album thing. And you're like, Oh, okay. 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 Let's do that. You know, but as a label, I'm like, cool. You know what? That music isn't for this label. Um, pitch me what else you got because we only signed per song with our artists. Okay. And so really we they can shop us. Hey, I have this 
album idea, then we can partner. And then I already know strategically how it fits with their catalog, how it fits with my catalog, my connections. Again, with that eye on TV and film, I know what my clients are missing. So I'm kind of liaison between those two things and I'm loving it. I love it so much. Um, I feel so much freedom in this, in this position as the CEO of, of Loretta Records and that kind of culminated in 2020. And to be honest with you, I think I was just kind of waiting and I had the logo done and I was just like, I don't know if it's the right time. Cause I just wanted lots of money. Of course, I, yeah. love, I wanted all this investment capital and I'm really right now just working on through my savings, you know? And I was like, oh, I just, I wish I could have so much money to start this properly and really push my artists the way I would like to. Yeah. And we had the music. And then finally I got accepted into this um, A2IM Beam Up Accelerator program. And as soon as I got accepted, I was like, no, hell no, I'm not waiting. I'm <laughs> announcing my label. I'm going public, whatever, you know, like yeah. oh, so sure. many... Well, so many privileged white men have started with less is what I always tell myself <laughs> and they've done great. So yeah. if they can do it, I can do it. And, <laughs> you know, that's really been my motto, like, and I can do it better, you yeah. know, and oh, I, um, well, and the, just the look yeah. at how things are going. I mean, even your Instagram is not very old, but there's just such a uh, cohesiveness to the aesthetic uh, it's awesome. just beautiful. It looks thank really you. good. I oh, also want to mention too, and I had this as a question, but I also want to mention about, I love how your label's website has a lot about you and yeah. and some of your passion and what drives you. It's kind of yeah. nice to see a label that has a face and is explicit yes. about their, yes. their mission. And yes. That's got to be intentional. Really intentional because the connections are all mine. You know, this is my, and the artists are trusting me. So I, I, um, and I want to be held accountable. I want to feel that weight that if we fail, we fail together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no need for me to act like this is bigger and better. And I think I take the word independent really serious. You know, <laughs> I'm like, big reveal. There's no one back here but me, you know, yeah. like, you know, and even when people email, I'm like, yep, it's me. You know, I don't want to do like any kind of like, you're not going to talk to my assistant. I can't wait for that. But you know, like right now it's, it's really just me. And, um, I have a really incredible team of, of people in the wings and I can't wait to like bring them on full time and mm. give them all the monies. Yes. Um, but you know, until then it's just me typing away over here. Um, after I put my kid down, you know, I'm I'm doing emails till 9 p.m. and I I am just I'm in it. I'm in yeah. it right now with my artists, and I want them to feel that weight with me, and I don't want them to feel, you know, um, that they could lose out on an experience and me not, you know, and me win somehow. Like sure. I just think our fates our fates are tied, and I want to be as transparent about that as possible. I think what I get from you, and and it's a common denominator amongst a lot of the labels that. I talk to over email or, or, or on the show is that you have to love the whole process and to, yeah. you know, to brag about, you know, putting your kids to bed and, and getting to work and sending emails and writing contracts, like for that to be exciting. And I know the feeling that's such yeah. a great thing. And, and I yeah. think that's the sign of, uh, of a, a great label. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And uh, here's where you can find Loretta Records. Loretta is spelled L-A-U-R-E-T-T-A. And their website is lorettarecords.com. 
Uh, head over there. It's such a beautiful site. Um, I was just listening to a track this morning. I put in one of my uh, Instagram reels, um, actually my first Instagram <laughs> reel, um, and uh, it was from their label, and it was beautiful. It was a great way to start a morning. Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Please go to otherrecordlabels.com for resources for our independent record label friends. Follow along. Send me an email, podcast at otherrecordlabels.com, or follow us on Instagram at otherrecordlabels.com.